The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Psych Up Live with your host, Dr. Suzanne Phillips. If you're experiencing life, and we know you are, you may have a variety of questions about relationships, family issues, personal goals, coping with the unexpected, and much more. Today, you will hear some answers from a psychological perspective, and you may just take away something that fits. Here is Dr. Suzanne Phillips. Welcome, Suzanne Phillips. Thanks for joining me on Psych Up Live. Today we're going to be speaking about an important web platform that fosters the powerful benefits of storytelling for the person sharing and for the person who listen or read the story. The site is sayitforward.org and our guest is Sharon D'Agostino, the creator of sayitforward.org. This site is a place where any woman or girl across the globe can share her story of overcoming fears, self-limiting beliefs, cultural norms, or obstacles without critique or comment. As a former business executive and compassionate leader of highly motivated and successful teams, Sharon has taken that experience and applied it to her advocacy for the health safety, education, and empowerment of girls, women, and children. Today, Sharon will be sharing stories, discussing the rationale for using a storytelling format, identifying common themes, and letting us know what happens in a girl or a woman's life when there is permission to say it forward. Sharon D'Agostino, it is my pleasure to welcome you to Psych Up Live. Thank you very much, Suzanne. I'm thrilled to be here with you and your listeners. Sharon, what inspired you to create SayItForward.org? I had the great honor of visiting a number of communities um, literally around the world as part of um, my former role in the corporate sector. And one of the things that so often happened is I'd be very, very both surprised and inspired by the resilience of girls and women in challenging situations. And then when I would return home, it was very interesting to me that friends of mine or colleagues would say how difficult they thought it was for women over there, wherever over there was. And, and it really became clear to me that this question of empowerment is something that we often think about as an issue for other girls and women and not necessarily for ourselves and for the girls and women we know. And so I was inspired to launch a platform where any and every girl or woman, wherever she lives in whatever language, could share her story, her own story, and that we could inspire each other with our strength and our determination and the way that we overcome challenges in our lives, whether we live in a remote community or whether we live in a, in a very um, urban setting where there are many, many supports for girls and women. Mm. Now, what made you think about the storytelling as your platform? Well, I can't answer that question exactly, but I can tell you that what I have long believed is that from the time we're very young, our parents and relatives and friends tell us stories about ourselves from our earliest days, and those stories shape our perceptions about who we are. And I became excited about the possibility of offering a place where girls and women could shape or reshape their own story. And because storytelling is an inherent human uh, skill, I would say, and need, we grow up 
hearing many stories and then telling stories ourselves, it feels like an important launching point for reshaping our own story and for sharing it with others. You know, um, I I couldn't agree more, and and, um, Gottschalk talks about us as storytelling animals, but one of the things that caught my attention uh, with your platform is the idea that we love stories, we hear stories, but probably the most important thing for our own definition of self is the story we tell ourselves about ourselves, and so that that grabbed my attention and I thought well this is really important and then given the internet I really loved the fact Sharon that the stories were told written sent in and there was going to be no comments no critique and I thought the freedom that that opens up for anyone to post their story any length no requirements really gave freedom to people to find a voice to tell themselves and the world about themselves. So I love those aspects of your site. Well, thank you. And thank you, Suzanne, for, for visiting the site and spending time on the site. And you've raised a very essential point, I believe, about safe spaces and sayitforward.org is one of those safe spaces where women and girls can share their stories without someone judging them. And the fact that people cannot comment on the stories, that we don't rank them by popularity, is part of our intent in ensuring that we communicate that every girl and woman's story matters and that no story is more important than another story and that no one has the right to tell you that your story doesn't matter or isn't important. And so the inability to comment on other people's stories is a central um, theme of sayitforward.org. Okay. Now, when you talk about themes, are there common themes Um, How many stories, let me ask you that first, how many stories are on the site at this point, Sharon? At this point, there are 150 stories from 24 countries in five languages. Wow, okay. Um, And do you see any common themes? I do see a, a number of themes. The first and most pervasive theme is that these women and girls are courageous. It takes a lot to share your story. For many of the women who share their stories, they share them uh, identifying themselves and the country they're from. Some We give women and girls the option of sharing anonymously, and some do that as well. But the first theme is these are courageous women and girls who have had experience in their lives that they want to share. The second theme that I see is that the, there is an important mention often about their commitment to telling their story to help others. And so this theme of supporting other women and girls on their respective journeys to empowerment is another theme. Uh, and then there's also, sadly, um, a theme that I've seen in a number of stories that uh, links to various forms of violence against girls and women, and which is always disturbing, of course. Um, and then I think very helpful for those who visit the site to understand that other uh, women and girls who have experienced violence in any of its forms um, have found ways to um, survive and thrive. One of the, just in line with that, you know, as someone who works with trauma, I believe so strongly in, in terms of narrating one's healing, but one story that it made such an impression on me on your site there was no happy ending. It had there'd been great violence done to someone, and she she was admitting there's no happy ending at the moment. But she ends her story by saying, despite the fact there is 
she didn't use these words, no happy ending, I'm me, and no one can take away my tomorrow, something of that sort. And I thought, well, that's a wonderful message, because we don't have fairy tales, and we don't end it like a TV series. So that was such a, I thought, a moving thing to know, even despite the aftermath of violence, there's an attempt to hold on to self, which is enormous in healing. And certainly, Suzanne, in your profession, you understand the importance of expressing our feelings and being able to talk about what has happened to us. And certainly that is true for a number of stories on stayitforward.org. What we absolutely say on the story page is that we hope that as visitors to the site read these stories that rather than focusing on the pain, they will choose to focus on the triumph and on the ways that other women and girls have overcome things that would and might have seemed impossible to overcome, but they did. And so the site hopes to celebrate those triumphs while not minimizing the impact of those experiences and those negative experiences on their lives. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think you could share a story with our listeners so we really have a uh, upfront and close feel for it? Uh, uh, yes, I would love to. And I have chosen to share a story anonymously, the, the, um, a story that was shared on the site anonymously. And I've done that because while there are 24 countries at the moment that are represented on the site, I wanted to ensure that I was selecting a story where I was not showing favoritism for an individual who had shared her story or for a country where she was from. So this one was shared anonymously, and when that is the case, we don't know where this um, woman was from. Um, She dedicated the story to every woman who seeks the courage to leave an emotionally destructive relationship. And here is her story. I struggled for years in my marriage. There was no physical abuse. There were no fights, no yelling or screaming. There was apathy. And my attempts to discuss the state of our marriage were always shut down as soon as I initiated the conversations. Then there was our last trip together, and I wondered how I would deal with a week of being invisible except at meals when we actually did talk. But not about anything that mattered. Not about his lack of interest in anything that was important to me. Not about his deep-seated anger at his controlling parents. Not about therapy. Not about the fact that I could not continue living this way. I went to a therapist and she asked, Do you believe it will ever change? Do you believe that he will ever hear you? No, not ever. So I decided that I would insist that we see a therapist together. My fears and beliefs were confirmed. He did not want a divorce, but he did not want to change either. So I concluded that the turmoil of divorce could not be worse than the state of sadness that filled my every day and every night. It was not. Now I am free. My life is what I make of it. Rather than ask myself why I waited so long to end that bad marriage, I celebrate the fact that eventually I did. And I am grateful every day that I made the choice to live my life instead of minimizing it, instead of sacrificing the woman I am and want to be. Well, it's a powerful and beautiful story, Sharon, and I think so many of our listeners could relate to this because, you know, you can be very lonely and sad even though there's someone sitting across from you. It's beautifully written, and maybe it is very important that it's anonymous because so many people could identify with it. The, the other thing you see that the storyteller wants people to know is that sometimes the hard choices are the only important choice we need to make, and sometimes the other side of it is a much better place. That's such an important point, Suzanne, and I'm very happy that you highlighted it because that is something that 
in having read every one of the stories on the site, and I've read a number of them more than one time, that is an important message for a number of women and even from a number of the young women who have shared their stories is that while it can be very scary to make a choice that is a hard choice, whether it is about ending a relationship or speaking out about abuse or any one of the number of hard choices that we make in our lives, that what is on the other side is better. And part of the reason that they highlight is because they've they've done something. They've taken an action to empower themselves. And what's so interesting is that people will often say to me, Sharon, well, if I knew what would happen when I step over that ravine, uh, then I'd feel better. But so what's courageous <laughs> is you don't know that. But you just, if you believe enough in your own sense of self and you know a situation is untenable, you step into what's called the liminal space. The space between where you're standing and the place you're going to be. And that space is an unknown, but the courage to negotiate that unknown, that's what your storytellers are really referring to. Yes, and I chuckled there because it's such a it's such a very common um, experience for us to realize after the fact that if we had known that it wouldn't be as hard or that it would be as rewarding when we got there, that we wouldn't have agonized over the decision. But agonizing over the decision is part of our growth process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It also shows you, I've never met someone who's ended a relationship who doesn't have some empathy for the fact that there was once a time that he got along with this person. You know, our Mm -hmm. histories are a piece of what we deal with, too. And so people don't lightly do this. I don't think any of your storytellers take lightly these big decisions they make. But it's a a precious story. We're going to take a break. And you've been listening to Psych Up Live. And we're here with Sharon D'Agostino, and it's a wonderful show. We're talking about her new site, sayitforward.org, a place where any woman or girl can share her story of overcoming fears, self-limiting beliefs, cultural norms, in a place that's safe without comment or critique. Sharon just shared a story. We'll be sharing more stories. We'll even be asking, do men need to share stories? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories, too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Variety Channel. In fitness and health, we all deserve a second chance. Join host Michael Skog for the program, You Only Stronger. You always have the ability to start fresh, even if you slip up on your diet or fitness program. Even small steps taken throughout the day can help. Each show will conclude with weekly assignments that you can use and will want to hear your feedback. You Only Stronger airs live Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset? 
your home. Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now back to Psych Up Live. Welcome back to Psych Up Live. We're speaking with Sharon D'Agostino, the creator of sayitforward.org a place where women and girls can share their stories of adversity and overcoming adversity without comment or critique, a really safe place. Sharon, when I came upon your site and saw the title sayitforward.org, it immediately made me think of the, the expression pay it forward, which means, I think there's even a movie on uh, with that title, means responding to a kindness by passing forward a kindness to someone else. And so I wondered, do you have any evidence? Does this title resonate with that? Has anyone told you that hearing the story made a difference and made them tell their story, sort of say it forward as a result of someone else sharing theirs forward? Thank you for that question, um, Suzanne. The, I do have... Several quotes from either from women who shared their story and then reached out to me sometime afterward to tell me about the impact. But one of the quotes that directly answers your question is from a woman who said, Your website is wonderful. What a great way to instill a glimmer of hope for those feelings who are lonely and trapped. And so, and then she went on later, she shared a story. Um, two other quotes from emails that I received. One woman said, thank you for creating a safe place for all of us to tell our story and to know we are not alone. I love that comment. And then this one is a comment from a woman who circled back some some months after she shared her story, and she said, thank you. I've been carrying this story around with me since I was a teenager, and it was such a relief to tell it. I never had anyone who I thought would care. And that particular comment made me, literally made me cry, cry when I read it in the email, and it gets me a little choked up now, too, because I think for so many women and girls, they don't think that their stories matter, and they don't think that what they have to say is important. And I believe that storytelling can be a very powerful and effective way for women and girls to acknowledge that they're afraid and acknowledge their fears, but then also to highlight the lessons that disappointments bring in our lives and how we can celebrate success and why we should celebrate success and that it's important for us to believe in the power of our voice to find it and to say it forward so that we can not only help ourselves but help others who may be in similar situations. Absolutely. We, we know now neurophysiologically that narrating your story helps with brain regulation. It works both ways. More brain regulation, more ability to narrate your healing and your story. More narration, more not logging, more r- turning the, the rough situation into a narrative, the more regulation. So it's bi-directional. We talked about it in an earlier show, The Portable Calm with Gay Logan, and it, here it is sort of in living color. Also, you really just told us that, in fact, just like Pay It Forward, 
they are being inspired by someone else's story to prompt them to tell their story, which is a beautiful thing because listeners and storytellers really end up quite connected. What would what do you do when someone says, I don't have really a story? I don't know what to write. Well, the first reaction that I have when someone says that they do not have an inspiring story to share is to tell them the truth. I have never met a woman or girl who did not have many inspiring stories to share. I'm so inspired by every conversation that I have with a girl or a woman. And certainly I'm inspired by men and boys as well, but since that's not where we're focusing for the, this conversation and the site, that I, I want to make sure that I, that I acknowledge the wonderful men and boys that I know in my life. I, I think that when women say they don't have an inspiring story to share, it's because they haven't stopped really to recognize the major decisions that they've made in their lives to take care of themselves and to respect themselves. And I suggest ways that they can start. So a simple way that a woman or girl can share her story is by starting with, I am amazing because... Because every girl and woman is amazing. Mm -hmm. They can also share their story by um, asking themselves some of the questions that we suggest on the, the site. Tell us about a time when you recognized your inner strength or tell us about a time when you did something that other people thought you couldn't do, when you overcame other people's beliefs of you. Mm-hmm. And then... An important theme, I think, for certainly many women and girls is tell us about a time when you overcame the unrealistic expectation of someone else. That's a great one. Yeah. Yep. Mm, They're great. They're great questions, and I hope our listeners are taking them in because I'm I'm hoping people will have that urge to tell their story. I want to underscore what you mentioned about men and boys because... The more I went to your site, the more I thought, oh, we need a site like this for men and boys. Um, And uh, we talked about it a little bit. It would be a great model. I think it's a great model because of the safety factor, Sharon. And I have spoken to a number of the men that I know who have have visited the site and who have been very encouraging in my efforts to, to... launch the site, and they've asked that question, why isn't it a site for boys and men too? And there are two very big reasons for that. The first is I believe that there needs to be a safe place for girls and women to gather, and I want sayitforward.org to be that. Mm -hmm. And then the second reason is I know so much more through my experience and my observations in my family and my community about girls and women's empowerment, and I know so little about those same experiences for men and boys. So if there's a listener out there who is very interested in launching a version of this site for boys and men, to share their stories, I want him to know that I would absolutely help him and and walk him through some of the lessons that we learned in building this site. Well, that's wonderful. Now, let's go to another story. Do you have another story that you can share with us? I do, and again, I've chosen one that was shared anonymously, and this one was just shared last month on the site. And the title of the story is, I am thriving in spite of everything which told me I shouldn't, which I think is a very compelling title. And then the dedication is, I would like to dedicate this to my best friend and my adopted big sister. They have supported me and shown me strength in times where I felt that I had none. They gave me voice when all went to silence. 
all went to silence me. That's literally what it says, but I think it was wanted to silence me. Um, They are the strongest women I know, and I love them. And here's the story. I am amazing because I am thriving in spite of everything which told me I couldn't. Hi there. I'm 23 and a master's student. And had you asked me a few years ago if I thought I'd be in the position I am today, I'd have laughed at you. I am the victim of childhood abuse, sexual, physical, and emotional. Every adult in my life reinforced this idea that I was nothing and that I would always be nothing. I wasn't good for anything except being abused. Even the people who were specifically meant to help me told me that I was aiming too high. I told a support person at college I wanted to do my degree in psychology. She told me to look into being a librarian instead because psychology would be too hard. Last July, I graduated with a top-end degree in psychology and started a master's in well-being and mental health. And I have days where I still feel like I am nothing, but I am thriving. The thought that after the abuse, I would have a normal, healthy relationship... This year, I celebrate six years with my partner. We live in our own place and have our own life. I could have turned cold to the world at large, but I never did. I have compassion for everyone I meet in life. I found the most amazing friends, and I made them family. I'm naturally drawn to people whose family situations are less than ideal, yet we all seem to muddle together and create our own and show love to each other in the ways that each of us deserves. And if that is not strength on all our parts, I don't know what is. This year, I finally decided I would start sharing my story as often as I can on the off chance that it might provide someone else with hope. I have bad days. I have days where I feel angry and bitter and weak about everything that I have had to go through and to get where I am. But I am like the wildflower that grows in all the places people think it shouldn't. I am growing and I am thriving and I am a strong woman and I stand with all other strong women out there, even the ones who don't see their strength yet. Wow. What a beautiful story, Sharon. It really just takes your breath away. It, it does. <laughs> it's just taking my breath away. Yeah, it's really, it, and it's just like paying it forward, sharing it forward, because this young lady said she made the decision she was going to share this story anywhere, anyhow, and as many times as she could to touch other people who might doubt that they could get past the unspeakable. And this, Suzanne, is one of the, the topics that we talked about earlier in the show is that so, so many women are sharing their stories because they do believe that they can help others. And what we know from people who have corresponded with us is they do, in fact. Those mm. sto- reading someone else's story can really inspire us and can remind us that we aren't alone, even though we may not see in our, in our inner circle or in our family or in our small group of friends someone who's having the same experiences that we are having. I, I absolutely agree. I also just had the thought that for anyone listening and, and just having heard that amazing story, the process of writing your story in and of itself is empowering. That is, I would hope people wouldn't think, oh, I can do this and write. I actually even think, Sharon, the process of writing brings with it empowerment. I think that's a very, it's a very important insight and a very important lesson for all of us, wherever we are on our journey to empowerment, that sometimes when we are grappling with an issue, that writing about it helps us have insights that we don't have when we're thinking about it. And you, in your, your profession, would understand why that happens. I don't understand why that happens, but I know it does. Well, when you move 
into, well, we'll say from right brain, the trauma that this young woman had to left brain, turning it to words that is symbolizing what she might not have been able to even say. That process is empowering. But I also think people have said to me, I couldn't believe that words that came out on the paper once I started to write. I had forgotten that and I couldn't. I couldn't believe that I coped with that. That is in the very process of going back to sometimes things that people would never want to go back to, like your your storyteller. There's a real power in going back and this time taking control and writing it. That is a process in healing in addition to everything else that we're saying. Thank you for sharing that. That's It's important for me to know, and I'm sure it's important for your listeners. Mm, it's it's a it's a wonderful thing, and then to hear it, and your storytellers, I'm going to guess, even though they don't have comments and critiques, and we want it to be safe, they do know Sharon that someone's reading it. It's yes. not it's yes. not in a dark place. It's right out there. The site's amazing. So that's the other thing. They're going public with a self that once was told. You're not good for anything but abuse. I mean, the power of the story and the power of the process is really to be underscored. Now, it takes I, my I, breath away. It's great. It's amazing. So I have the quick question. Have you have, have any, has anyone been a second-time storyteller, Sharon, told their story and then wanted to tell another story? There, uh, if there are storytellers who have shared more than one story, they are the ones who have shared anonymously. For those who have identified, um, they ha- there's no one who's shared two stories on the site except me. And But I have had a number of women reach out to me to ask me if they can share another story. So I, I believe that sometime over the next several months that we'll have Uh, at least three or four repeat storytellers who wish to both to get their story out there, but also to inspire and encourage other girls and women who are on their respective journeys to empowerment. Okay. We're going to take a short break. Um, What you're sharing is just amazing. We're here with Sharon D'Agostino. She's the creator of SayItForward.org, a place where any woman or girl can share her story of overcoming fears, self-limiting beliefs, obstacles without critique or comment. Stay with us. We'll be sharing another story and sharing more of what Sharon has done with this wonderful platform. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now back to Psych Up Live. Welcome back to Psycho Live. We're speaking with Sharon D'Agostino, the creator of SayItForward.org. Sharon, um, I wanted to ask you, your site shows that now you've added videos, and I just was curious what prompted that. Do you think it's a different process? We added the video option because some... Some women prefer to tell, to literally tell their story, and we wanted to make sure that there was an option for them to do that. And the the differences are night and day because because when you're writing something, as you mentioned earlier, there's a there is a process. Uh, of healing that can happen that also is true when you're telling your story and so it is a matter of preference for some of uh, for some of the women who have shared okay I, the research would suggest that when you read a story you co-create it so it really does impact you and when you hear a story that really does also neurologically impact you so either either way are is definitely a way to say it forward and pass it on. Now, one of the questions I had is if I'm someone who has a story, but it's not so much about empowerment, I have another kind of story. Um, Is this a site where I should post it? Yes. We welcome every story from, from girls and women because if we truly are a safe space for storytelling, then the subject matter of the story can't be um, defined. So, yeah, absolutely, if one of your listeners or you, Dr. Suzanne Phillips, have a story that you want to share that is not about overcoming fear or self-limiting beliefs, but is about something else, then we welcome those stories as well. I will say that we do not post stories where um, an individual is asking for support for an organization or for a crowd fundraising um, initiative because we don't want women who come to the site to read, to feel any pressure, to do anything other than read stories and share stories. And I want to underscore because having heard people share stories in different languages, I love the fact that languages do not preclude someone from sharing their story. I want to let our listeners know there was a French story I literally copied it, put it into translate, and I loved it. <laughs> so that I, I wish I could tell you that I read it in French and it was completely, <laughs> uh, completely clear to me. But I, there's something people have to s- tell their stories in their language, Sharon. So it's it's just uh, it's such a beautiful option. Maybe while we're on this topic, you can share with our listeners. So if I wanted to post a story, what exactly are the guidelines? When someone decides that they're interested in sharing a story, 
Uh, it's a simple process. They go to the website, sayitforward.org. There is a, um, a, a tab. They click on a tab saying, share your story. And then there are, uh, we say there aren't rules or requirements that can be any length and that information is there. We, we say that we would like you to share your story in the language of your heart. For stories that are shared in languages other than English, we then ask the permission after they've been posted, we ask the author's permission if it's not shared anonymously and we know who she is, to see if we can translate it, have it translated into English. We have that person see the translation, and if she approves it, then we post it as well. We've not done the translation yet for the story that you referenced that's called mm-hmm. In Between that was written, was shared in French. Um, and then we, we ask them to write, it can be a few sentences, it can be a paragraph, or it can be a very long story. We always title the stories, but we, it's not a requirement, so if someone is submitting a story and she doesn't really want to think about the title, we'll title it for her. And we also give her the option of dedicating it, but that's not a requirement. And if she'd like to tell readers a bit about her, even if she's sharing it anonymously, she can do that. And if she'd like to share a photograph, as long as she's over 16, we don't share photographs of, of um, girls who are young, 16 or younger on the mm. site. Sharon, what, how old is your youngest storyteller so Nine. far? Nine. Oh, how sweet. Okay. Um, and I, we had her mother's permission. <laughs> we, we, she submitted her story, and the email address that she gave, we reached out, and um, I reached out personally, and her mom responded, and I said, I wanted to make sure that you knew that your daughter shared this story, and I want your permission for us mm-hmm. to upload it, and her mom said yes. Oh, that was great. Now, do you have another story that you could share with our listeners that you think would be meaningful? There, there are just um, so many, and I didn't think we were going to do that, so let me see if I can uh, find one quickly. And if not, this one is actually, this is a, a, a beautiful story. Um, it's called uh, Disability and the Dedication to My Mother. And um, it, was, it was obviously shared anonymously, as all of the ones I'm sharing here are. I was born with a disease that leaves most kids unable to walk, unable to stand. I am very lucky I was able to walk and run, almost like any other child, almost. Growing up, my biggest fear is to wake up one morning, unable to walk, wake up and find out I'm paralyzed, waist down. At some point, I was terrified. Mentally, it was the worst for me. Every time we went to the doctor, which was so often I felt like I saw doctors more than I saw my family, I would see children that could have been me. It could have been me in that wheelchair. I wouldn't let my mother know. She still doesn't know my biggest fear as she is a single mom and I don't want to bother her. I'm amazed by the strength she put into me. You won't even be able to understand the amount of energy all these medical procedures require. The doctor said I wouldn't grow in size unless we did an operation on my back and it was a success. I'm trying to see it now as a blessing. Yes, I can't do many things that normal teens can do, but I am so lucky. I have a gift. Against all the odds, I can walk. I can run through the fields. I can jump and swim and even almost skip. Be grateful that you are able to do such things because many kids don't have that chance. Please. Wow. Each story is more moving than the one before. This is really powerful story, Sharon. And what a message. Thank you. Thank you. It's just a beautiful story. So, I mean, I love the empowerment, not only in what they share, but this young woman is feeling strong enough to say, I have a message that I want you to please listen to. I mean, that in itself is, is really remarkably wonderful. 
So I'm, I'm hoping that our listeners realize this is a site that's safe and this is a site that you can share stories that make a difference. Sharon, I want to thank you for, how, how long has this site been up, Sharon? Uh, it launched at the end of 2015. We beta tested for a while, so it's about, it's a little over two years old now. Okay, is there anything, any obstacle that really has gotten in the way? I mean, is <laughs> That's a great question, Suzanne, because I, I think the only obstacle that we face is increasing awareness so that girls and women everywhere know that their stories are welcome and that we believe they have empire, empowering stories and inspiring stories to share. Terrific. I want, we're going to have to end. Sharon, this has been a beautiful show. I want to thank you for your creation of SayItForward.org, for creating a safe place for women and girls. I think it's a gift to women and girls and an inspiration to men. So I thank you and good luck. We're waiting for a thousand stories, right? Yes, we are. And I can't wait to come back and talk to you when we reach that milestone. Dr. Suzanne Phillips for inviting me to talk with you today and for your enthusiasm for SayItForward.org. You're more than welcome. I want to thank my listeners. Remember, you can hear this and any prior show as a podcast on my host site, my website, on the podcast app of your iPhone, iTunes. It will be, um, it can be on your site also. I'm Sharon. Um, for listeners, feel free to drop me a comment or a question at radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Until next week, please take care. Thanks and be listening. Thank you for tuning in to Psych Up Live. Please join Dr. Suzanne Phillips for another edition of our programming next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk more next week.